Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Oh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey parents, you're listening to the Project Parenthood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nanika Kaur, clinical psychologist and respectful parenting therapist. Each week, I'll introduce you to the same respectful parenting practices that I use to help parents repair and deepen connections with their children. You'll get tips for cultivating more parental self-compassion, more cooperation from your kids, and more joy, peace, and resilience in your relationship with them. In today's episode, I'm talking about ways your child can engage in self-directed learning over the summer. Stick around till the end for this week's parenting challenge. School's out for the summer. Now what? Many parents will have signed their kids up for numerous camps and enrichment experiences by now making sure that they won't have to hear the dreaded I'm bored refrain repeated endlessly. That makes sense, since kids are often passive receivers of entertainment. Both their technology and many toys that are made for children provide. They're also often passive recipients of education. Most are required to go to a formal school setting, whether or not they want to where they tend to be externally motivated by systems of rewards and punishments to do what adults tell them to do and learn what they're told to learn and when. This means that many kids these days don't have or take as many opportunities to create their own fun or decide what to do with their time as they once did. Furthermore, high-pressure academic environments can leave kids feeling anxious and depressed about where they fall in grade rankings, or that their scores are worth more than they are. Rather than developing a love of learning, these kids can end up developing the false idea that how they perform their learning means more than the learning itself. Kids are somewhat powerless in their lives in general, but this is especially true at school. They don't get a lot of say about who their teachers are, what they'll learn, or who they'll be in class with. They don't decide when to eat, when to talk, when and where to sit or stand, or if they can go to the bathroom. They're micromanaged at school, and then sometimes come home to parents prodding them to do homework and chores and practice an instrument that they didn't choose. Most adults wouldn't put up with the stress and frustration of having that little say in their own lives. It's no wonder 
kids have meltdowns when you look at life from their perspective. Enter the argument for supporting a child's self-direction. The Alliance for Self-Directed Education, or ASDE, defines this as, quote, education that derives from the self-chosen activities and life experiences of the learner, whether or not those activities were chosen deliberately for the purpose of education, end quote. Proponents of self-directed education encourage us to expand our view of education from that of a student meeting the benchmarks of an imposed curriculum to one where learning takes place all the time and can be anything a person can learn that supports them in, quote, leading a satisfying and meaningful life, end quote, as long as it's completely self-chosen. The opportunity to engage in daily activities of their own choosing can increase your kids' time management skills, feelings of satisfaction, agency, and academic competence. Also, the freedom to choose makes those activities more exciting and appealing to them. They're more likely to be in a state of flow when engaged with them, making kids more internally motivated to engage in them repeatedly. And it so happens that the more time your child spends in a flow state, the more their brain associates focused and sustained effort itself with pleasant emotions and sensations in their body, so they voluntarily seek out flow state activities. That's exactly what intrinsic motivation is. It's motivation coming from inside of your child. Again, allowing you to take more of a consultant role rather than a micromanaging or nagging boss role. This may seem like a far-fetched kind of setup, as self-directed students tend to do most of their learning outside of traditional classroom settings that can fall anywhere on the alternative education continuum, like unschooling, world schooling, and homeschooling, to name a few. But don't let this deter you, because children from any educational setting can be given opportunities to self-direct. And summer is a great time to do it when academic demands tend to be lower and free time is easier to come by. Here are five ways to encourage your child to self-direct their experiences this summer. Be your child's consultant instead of their boss. Rather than thinking that you need to be the boss or manager of your child's life, consider being your child's life consultant. Use your adult expertise and knowledge to be a person your child can consult with about their life. Tell them why you think something is valuable or worth putting in the effort for. Help them clarify what their problems are and the questions surrounding those problems and help them set priorities for solving them. Help them understand what commitments or sacrifices will be necessary to reach their goals. But understand, your child's problems aren't yours to solve. Their mistakes are their own, and you can't force them to change. As much as possible, don't do for kids what they're competent to do for themselves, because that's how they learn that they are competent, by seeing themselves accomplish things and learning from their mistakes if they struggle to do so. Let them know that you truly care about them reaching their goals and explicitly let them know that you're available to help and that they can ask for your help. 
but stay emotionally calm if they don't take you up on it, even if and when they make mistakes. Make the decision to prioritize your connection with them over engaging in power struggles over homework, practicing instruments, sports participation, etc. Help kids make their own informed decisions. Kids learn to make decisions by actually making decisions. But you want those decisions to be made with as much good information, knowledge, insight, and perspective as you can give them so that they're able to make a good choice. Help them generate a few possible choices and plan Bs. And then accept whatever choice they make, even if it isn't the one you might have made. Reserve your parental vetoes for only the most extremely unwise decisions that are threatening to their health or safety. Help kids decide how to spend their time. This summer, give your kids days that are entirely free to fill with activities of their own choosing. First, brainstorm with your child to find out what your child wants to be responsible for, in charge of, or competent at by the end of the summer. What skills would they need to develop for that to happen? What are their short and long-term goals? What resources are available to them to that end? What's possible and what's unrealistic? Make sure your child's aware of these options and then let them be free to pursue their own interests, explore and discover as they choose. Use pay-as-you-go, trial, or free classes to allow your child to try and quit activities as they please. This is how they learn what they're authentically drawn to. Help kids of any age create a basic structure for their days. Think about generating two lists with your children for the summer. One for daily baseline musts for individual and family well-being, and one for a sort of bucket list of daily fun activities or adventures in the world that you'd love to do as a family by the end of the summer. Collaborate with your kids on how those musts will be done and by when each day. These could be things like getting direct sunlight, good sleep hygiene, eating regular healthy meals, being physically active in some way. Remember that roughhousing on the playground counts for this reading or learning time, spending time together as a family, in-person relationships, engaging in screen-free hobbies and personal interests, and contributing to the running and upkeep of the family household. Model healthy screen usage and screen-free fun. Let's face it, when you give your child real freedom to choose how to fill their time, especially one who attends conventional school, they will likely fill most of it with screens, at least at first, as they're decompressing and regaining some sense of control. Try to be patient and trust that once they realize that the choice is really theirs, they'll begin to choose other things. In the meantime, model what it looks like to engage in life without a screen, Let kids see you reading print media like actual paper books, newspapers, and magazines, and leave them around your home where kids can discover them. Invite kids to do fun activities with you outdoors, having a catch or kicking a ball around, going for walks, bike rides, 
picnics, swimming and camping in remote areas that don't have mobile service signals, for instance. Explore a new neighborhood. Make an intricate recipe. Have a family board game night or write postcards or letters together. Basically, think of all the fun things you did as a kid before folks started carrying around mini computers in their pockets and introduce those things to your children. Challenge yourself. I'm challenging you this week to exercise your parent consultant muscles. Engage your child in a brainstorming session where you find out what they'd like to individually accomplish or take part in this summer. What are their ideas about how they might make that happen? How can you or another adult help them achieve it? What musts would they put on a list for themselves and or the family as a whole? What family adventures do they want to have? It's possible that once you generate a list, you'll all be really excited to see what you can put your heads together to make happen this summer. Let me know how it goes. Offering your child the opportunity to have a self-directed summer means they can build important skills by freely choosing what they want to do with their time, according to the skills and knowledge they want to gain related to their unique interests, needs, and goals. This allows them to explore, think independently, and develop their authentic self in enjoyable ways. And because they're allowed to make their own decisions, they can also relish their own rewards, or perhaps suffer their own consequences, and they learn so much from those mistakes. Ultimately, when kids see that they're loved unconditionally, even when they're struggling and not making the best choices ever, it builds the kind of resilience that they need to dust themselves off and keep trying, voluntarily. I hope that's helpful. You can learn more about my work with parents at www.brooklynparenttherapy.com and on Instagram at BKParents. That's B-K-P-A-R-E-N-T-S. If you have more questions about self-directed learning or any other parenting questions or stories, leave me a message at 646-926-3243 and be sure to let me know if it's okay to use your voice on the show or send an email to parenthood at quickanddirtytips.com. And don't forget to subscribe to Project Parenthood on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch you next week. Project Parenthood is a quick and dirty tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Dan Firebend with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcasting and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our assistant manager is Emily Miller. Our marketing and publicity assistant is Davina Tomlin, and our intern is Brendan Pika. That's all for this episode. Catch you next week.